history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I am Casey Mallon, and you are now in a Sooner state of mind. Go ahead and like and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Sharing is caring, people. Tell a friend about your new favorite podcast. And if you're just kicking back, laying down, got a big old plate of nachos just resting on your belly, you can just shout, hey, Alexa, play Sooner State of Mind podcast. It's like magic. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Sooner stay to mind, family. Wake up, people. It is time to grind. We had an extra week to relish in that big time win over Texas. Mm. That win was a real live wire. And maybe we'll see those busters again. But it's officially time to go on with the show and move on from whooping that Texas ass. And unlike them, we won't feel the need to talk about it every day until next October. We did it. We came, we saw, we kicked that ass, and now we are moving on. It's slipping away, people. It's slipping away. Just six games left in the regular season. But we look at it like it's a one-game season every week. Just like BV says, we're going to take it one game at a time. Go 1-0 every week. Starting this Saturday with the UCF Knights. And I say to those Knights, Sooner Nation wants a piece of your action. Of course, yet another early start. (laughs) Big 12 going to try to give the Sooners early starts for the rest of the year. Make them go earlier if they could. And that is part of the reason OU is bouncing the Big 12. But... Selfishly, this early game actually works out for me. Being in L.A., they start at 9 a.m. I'm up. I like not having long to wait for OU football. Get up, have some coffee, maybe a bowl of Fruity Pebbles, take the dog for a walk, and get dialed in. 
Mm, nothing like waking up to Sooner football. Good stuff. This is the very first meeting between these two football programs. And also probably the very last for at least the near future. Maybe we'll get them on a, a non-conference schedule down the road. And even though the teams will only be conference mates for one season, there are many ties between the programs. Let me, let you, take me to the top. UCF is an up-and-coming program and has enjoyed some success in recent years. Went undefeated a few years back, laying claim part of that national championship scott frost used it as a springboard to making a bunch of money didn't work out when he went home but you know future's bright supposedly maybe i don't know ucf became a d1 school in 1996 so how does that relate to the sooners well 1996 was the first year of the John Blake era in Norman. And in three seasons as head coach of the Sooners, Blake's teams went 3-8, and 4-8, and 5-6. and six. The university decided they had seen enough. And it was time to reach out to a spunky young defensive coordinator. We asked that defensive coordinator to come on and dance. And he agreed. In 1999, Bob Stoops became the new head coach at Oklahoma. With Bob Stoops came offensive coordinator Mike Leach, co-defensive coordinator Mike Stoops, and co-defensive coordinator... One, Mr. Brent Venables. They also brought in a left-handed transfer quarterback named Josh Heupel. In 2018, Heupel would become the new head coach at UCF. Also bringing with him quarterback coach Jeff Lebby. In 2019, Lebby was promoted to offensive coordinator. That offense was led by freshman quarterback Dylan Gabriel. It's crazy how intertwined these programs are with no history between them on the field. Lots of history between them. Pretty crazy. Well, luckily for us, DG and Lebby are now with the good guys. And even though these two teams are meeting up for the first time, as I mentioned, there are through lines oh plenty. These nights now are led by head coach Gus Malzahn. You might remember him from his Auburn days. Sooner smacked Auburn down in a bowl not too long ago. Gus, one of the few uh, Auburn coaches to have some success against Bama. UCF in their first season in the Big 12 is 3-3, three and three, and on the season, all three of those losses are coming in Big 12 play. A couple of weeks ago, they had Baylor on the ropes looking to get that first Big 12 win, but that was before a 26-point fourth quarter meltdown. 
They would go on to lose that game. And unfortunately for the Knights, the fourth quarter is when you really start to see the impact of all the defensive depth these Sooners have. It is relentless. They are too fast for love. And they bring depth in waves. But like nonstop. You don't have to wait for a killer set to roll in. It's there. Continuously. On a loop, baby. Perfect swell just rolling in. Get tuned, my brothers and sisters. UCF is getting their senior quarterback, John Rice Plumley, healthy. He's been pretty good for them, and he can do some damage with his running ability. But I do not think he's going to be able to beat these Sooners with his arm, at least not consistently. I feel like he is going to struggle against that defense. They're going to make that dude dizzy like he's on the merry-go-round. Wide receiver Javon Baker is the dude. Seven for 200 over his last two games. Wide receiver Kobe Hudson had been playing pretty well, but just one catch for five yards in each of his last two games. They're probably going to try to feed him early. Running back R.J. Harvey is the guy that can do the most damage. And get him out of the backfield. Pretty solid runner. But it has been very difficult to run on these Sooners. But Jonathan Brooks being the exception. I hate to give the horns any love. But you got to give it where it is due. And Brooks did pretty solid. But hopefully those are things that the Sooners worked on over the bye week to tighten that stuff up. I do fully expect the Sooners pass rush to be public enemy number one and to get home and to get home often and to overwhelm UCF with that defensive pressure under pressure pressing down on you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. speaking of overwhelming pressure Ethan Downs is coming off a great game versus Texas there was an interview floating around um, this week. It might have been on Sooner Scoop, but I did share it on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at Football Dudes LA. We're a great follow. It's easy. Sign up for notifications. Boom. Anyways, I encourage you to go watch it. It's amazing how locked in and polished this dude is. Like, if he was on a script, he nailed it. It was actually perfect, but I don't think that was scripted. I think it's a message that is sent by the coaching staff, and I think it's a message received loud and clear. He had a conviction and an understanding of his words. He wasn't just saying things to say them. It was perfect. If an interview can be perfect, this was. And those words, they match his style of play in a good way. Actually, in a great way. This cat, I think the sky is the limit for him. We've seen him get better each week. And just listening to his words fired me up. I am completely stoked for this dude. Like I said, go find that interview and watch it. He will stoke you out as well. And I think this team fully understands what it's supposed to do. Obviously, knowing and doing are two different things. But I think the Sooners are getting better at doing both of those. Understanding, knowing, and doing. This team to me, it feels like a single entity. All the pieces working together 
as one, like an amorphous, not only defensive blob, all of it together, all the working parts coming together, it feels just like a single entity. You guys vibing that? I sure am. Now, offensively, this should be a get-right game for this Sooners run game. If there's a place where UCF has struggled, it's definitely been in the run game. These Knights gave up 399 yards rushing to the Jayhawks. Oof. 51 carries, 399 yards. That's almost eight yards a carry. And in their three Big 12 games, they're giving up an average of 278 rushing yards in each of those. I would expect to see the Sooners go full-on Forrest Gump in this game. Running. Running all over these cats. And for the first time in a long time, we heard a little bit news about Javante Barnes. It wasn't, yeah, he's back and playing Saturday. But BV did say he was hopeful that Barnes would be able to contribute during the second half of the season. Let's hope that's the case. I just want to see someone with starry eyes, no matter who it is. Lots of able bodies in there. I love the way Walker's been running. Major has shown some flashes. Sawchuck, I'm not sure if he's fully back or not, but having an extra week for the hamstring, definitely going to help. I want to see all these these guys going. And I'm definitely not bashing this running game. It's been solid. It's been good and consistent. But I want to see it get to very good. I want to see it get to excellent. I want to see it get to a point where we are making people pay, where we can break off these long runs. I think we're getting close. I just want to see it getting to the next level. Speaking of next level, Dylan Gabriel. Man, this cat has taken his game to the next level. A career high in completion percentage at over 72. He's on pace for 3,800 yards and 32 touchdowns. He's also taking care of the football. Just two interceptions on the year. And now he's facing the team he played on for the most part of three seasons. That's got to be a little trippy. DG, in that time he spent with UCF, fourth all-time in passing yards and touchdowns for those nights. Gabriel seems to be chill, though. Seems like a real chill dude. I don't believe he's going to press or try to do too much because of the history with the school. I think he appreciated his time there, appreciated the opportunity. But now he's a Sooner, and I think he's fully focused on what he's going to do for these guys and where he wants to take our team now. Unfortunately, he is going to have to overcome the loss of Andrew Anthony, who had been the Sooners leading receiver. Andrew had been a big part of the passing game, but Jalil Farouk was already nipping at his heels. And talk about coming on. Jalil Farouk is coming on. He had that huge game against Texas, and in his last two, he has 10 catches for 211 yards. And he's got a little bit of everything, including the ability to consistently make the first guy miss. You see it. 
week in, week out. That first guy by, he's around him. So I think he will be the guy that takes over that lead role. But that opens up opportunity for all the other guys, specifically Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson. Both these guys have size and speed, just looking to be on the field more. Both of those guys averaging over 25 yards a catch. If we can get them some more targets, specifically downfield targets, this offense might even get better. Wide receiver room is deep and as big a part of the offense as Anthony was. I feel like they are going to be okay there coming at a good time with the bye week, extra days to work on it. And let's see who steps up. Someone's got to want to take that role. It's there. Let's see who that guy is. Sooners also having to shuffle some pieces up front in regards to the offensive line. So once again, bye week at a great time. Very good time. Bill B in the O-line working some stuff out. It's a good sign that Caleb Schaffer was named a captain for this game. I feel like um, Caden Green's time is very close. That's even with Savion Bird fully available. I think they can move some of these guys around. And if these Sooners can stick to your guns and continue to ball out as they have, they will be the toast of the town. Also a handful of pretty good games on the week eight slate. Number seven, Penn State at number three, Ohio State. I have to confess, I haven't seen these teams play a lot this year. I just usually assume that Ohio State is going to win. And normally, that's correct. But boy, this would be a big upset for PSU and for them to get where they want to go with the win at Ohio State. I just don't know that I see it happening. But college football is on crazy pills this season, so who knows? Number 17, Tennessee at number 11, Bama. Tennessee is eliminated from SEC contention with a loss in this game. And for the most part, Bama looks back. We're going to find out, though, in these next two weeks as they host Tennessee and LSU back-to-back. Sooner Nation will be rooting for our boy, Heupel. To get the big upset. Ooh, I'm liking this one. Number 16, Duke at number four, Florida State. Duke still has a path to the CFP. <laughs> it's gnarly and brutally treacherous and very difficult. Mm, hard to navigate, but it's still a path. Florida State, they just have to win out. And they're really good. Oh, and they have Jordan Travis. Knowles, how you guys feeling? Number 14, Uda. The Uda Utes. Or is that Utah? At number 18, USC. And unfortunately, I don't know if Utah can beat USC without Cam Rising. They haven't said he's officially out. Yet there's also talk about Cam Rising taking a medical red shirt floating around out there. I don't know if that's coming from Utah or where that information is coming from, but it's out there. USC should be angry after last week and getting beat by Utah twice last year. 
So we will see if SC is the team they think they are. And if they are, they're going to take it out on a rising list, Utah. Hmm. That's it, people. We're through the looking glass here. Get rested up. Get your to-do list done on Friday. And within our sooner state of mind, we respect every opponent, but we expect to dominate. Play hard, play fast, play smart. And collectively, let's elevate our Sooners to a dominating victory. That's the mission, people. And if you played along at home, today's album was Motley Crue's Too Fast for Love, released November 10th in 1981. One of my all-time favorite albums. And we did the Leather Records mix, so we threw in bonus tracks, Stick to Your Guns, and Toast of the Town. Any crew heads in the Suter State of Mind family? If so, hit me up. Let me know. SSLMhost at gmail.com or FootballDudesLA on Twitter and IG. We will be back in a couple of days. And when we do come back, we will dive deep into the recap of the UCF game, as well as some of the other big games from week eight of the college football season. Head on over to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Go to shows. Type in Sooner State of Mind. You are locked. We have a ton of great content. Every team, every topic, everywhere. That is Believe.com. If you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head on over to YouTube and search the football dudes. We are there. Sooner State of Mind is brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Casey Mallon. I am in a Sooner state of mind. Have a great weekend. Let's go get that done.